broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Midtown Business Radio. Good morning, everyone. It is C.W. Hall, your host here on the Midtown Business Radio Show. Thanks for making us a part of your day today. It is our ongoing series with Atlanta Gay and Lesbian Chamber of Commerce. And I'm joined in the studio, as just about always for these episodes, with Bruce Logue and Emma Folks and Jack Kinley. Hello. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) So there's been a little bit going on. You've had some events since we were here last Definitely. We've had our uh, annual community awards dinner, which was amazing. And we happen to have two of our winners in the studio with us this morning. Kale Robert Hall. Yes. Of Creative Approach. Very glad he to be here. He uses his full name. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and Paul Beecham from Gaberhood and one of the co-founders of our Young Professionals Group Out-ish. Hi. <laughs> glad to have you. And of course, my partner in crime, Bruce Lowe. Looking sharp. Hey, Emma. How you doing? Good hair is back. Yes. <laughs> awesome, awesome, awesome. And also in the studio uh, is Leah, and she's also from Creative Approach. She's going to be um, taking some pictures of us. So when you see the really professional-looking pictures, that's not myself and Jack and Bruce. That's actually a professional photographer. Or if she's not, she looks like one. <laughs> <laughs> this is the second show in a row we've had she, professional photographers. That's right. Here. That's great. Nice. So... Kale, I know you um, you do a lot for us, but for our listeners, um, why don't you tell tell everyone what Creative Approach is? Creative Approach is a print shop that we started in Savannah, Georgia, and decided to expand up here to Atlanta. We figured Atlanta was the best place in the country to be the launch pad to take over the world, basically. Uh, we do graphic design, print, and social media management. That's our that's our big thing. We cater to students, nonprofits and small businesses, graphic design freelancers. So when you say graphic design freelancers, that means if someone wanted a logo or um, letterhead done, they could contact your company? It comes straight to me. We can usually get it done within two to three hours. That's one of our shticks is the quick turnaround. Great. A shtick? A shtick. <laughs> As opposed to the selfie shtick that's right here on the table. Absolutely. So you chose, so you started in Savannah and Atlanta was just a natural draw because of the size or what was it about the city that, that made you guys want to come? The, the size of the city is definitely a factor, but uh, the, the Midtown area is so open, so gay friendly. We are a fully gay owned business certified. Yay. There you go. It was just a natural fit for us. It, it, it just seemed like this is the place to be. And since being here, every, every, Everybody's been welcoming us, welcoming us with open arms, and it's been fabulous. That's great. Well, uh, Kale, um, you probably don't know this about me, but uh, my background before real estate was uh, I went to school for graphic arts. I was a graphic designer at one time uh, and transitioned into business, and now I'm doing what I really love to do. But uh, uh, tell me a little bit about the products and services that, that you folks offer. We are basically two businesses in one. We are a front of the house, ba- front of the house, basically like a Kinko's or oh, they don't even have a Kinko's anymore. Yes, that's one down. Um, <laughs> they're uh, like a Staples or what have you, where you can come in, quick print, uh, put your stuff, put your USB in the computer. We don't charge for computer time. So that's part of the service. Um, on the product end, we have a B2B side where you can make your orders, do have the graphic design department, have a social media department that can do small businesses come in with a concept we can create their design get them the promotional materials via print 
and also make it digital via social media. Great, great. Well, here's a, a shameless plug for you. Uh, <laughs> I've had the opportunity to uh, use some of your services for my signage uh, when I made a, a change from one market center to another. Um, and I, your, your prices are, are just uh, uh, amazing. Um, what else is unique about Creative Approach that our listeners would like to know? I had a discussion with my partners this morning about that because we, we disagree in that. And I think Travis told me um, our uniqueness is the hands-on approach to uh, our customers and our services. I feel that the, our uh, uniqueness is our culture, our employee culture and our culture, the way we approach the community. So what is it about the community or how does creative approach kind of ingrain? How do you ingrain yourselves into the community? Well, we, we basically reach out to nonprofits. We, we don't have a marketing or advertising budget per se. Our way to get into the community is saddle up and use a budget that would normally be there for advertising and marketing to help nonprofit nonprofits succeed. And that's what we've done in Atlanta and it's worked very well. And we intend on using that same thought pattern throughout the country and world. Well, one of the things I have to say as the past president of the AGLCC <laughs> is I really <laughs> I was I was absolutely blown away last year during Pride when Jack and Jennifer brought the stickers, the uh, professional gay, professional lesbian, professional yes. bi, professional trans. And then this year we added professional ally and fill in the blank. And they were huge hits. Um, and the other uh, thing this year that we did what that I thought was phenomenal is now we get to go around and everyone knows who we are because we've got these little grocery bags. Yes, yes, <laughs> I don't know yes. if they're called grocery bags, but uh, I'm going to call them grocery bags. Swag bags. Thank you. Thank you. Swag bags. So from a from a creative approach standpoint, from your standpoint, what are some of the goals of, of your company? Other than world domination, uh, <laughs> Uh, we support a culture. We want to support a culture of openness for everyone to be comfortable, a creative space to come, no matter your sexuality, gender, gender, gender identification. And we want that message to spread throughout the world any way we can. Throughout the world. The world. Global. Global. If I have enough lifeblood in my body, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, Kale, we're, we're delighted to have you as our 2016 AGLCC Businessman of the Year. Um, just tell us a, a minute or two um, how, how that's impacted you. Well, I'm humbled. I'm honored and humbled. It has been an amazing experience of the outreach. People have been coming to me that I've never met, which is great. It's, it's always fun meeting new and exciting people. Atlanta is just, all I can say is it's just a, a, the friendliest place on earth. So you haven't marketed it yet? Not, not yet, no. You have no. to talk to Paul. Well, we had a we had a hurricane hit us. Yeah, that's right. Right that's afterwards, right. you were in Savannah. Yeah, and it took completely took our roof off at the Savannah location. And, oh no! And we're open. Uh, we were closed for about a week from regular services, but we were dealing with that this morning. And it's, wow! Yeah. Is everything back to normal yet? Or it's getting there. Um, Atlanta's normal for sure, and wow. um, <laughs> we'll take advantage of this uh, marketing opportunity now. Awesome! Awesome! <laughs> awesome! Mr. Paul. Hello. How are you? I'm doing well. And yourself? Paul, where are you from? Originally from New York, but I've been down here for quite some time. What part of New York? Syracuse. Every New York you have to you have to ask, you have to say what part of New York you're from. <laughs> yeah, I can't say the city, unfortunately. So Paul, you may not know this, but you are um one of the people that made me change my opinion of millennials. Really? Yes. We were in Las Vegas. Uh, two the, years, uh, NGLCC two, conference. Yes, we were at the NGLCC conference two years ago, 
And you and Jennifer approached me with your idea about out. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was so cute that these two <laughs> young people had this great idea. And I said, well, you know, you guys go for it. Go ahead and, you know, show me something. Yeah. And we were in Vegas and I totally expected you to go out and have a great time that night. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you did, but when you, the next morning, you showed me the first draft of a logo mm-hmm. that you had been working on and just several That was actually years. after three martinis that night. Then I came up with that. So a yeah, little bit of both. It, but I was so impressed and blown away by you and um, Jennifer um, and the way that you approached this that it has, I've now become a millennial champion. So when I hear people speak negatively about millennials, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm starting to change the conversation and making them think a little bit deeper. So I just wanted to thank That's you. That's awesome. Thank you yeah. for that. Hey, of course. That, that is a, a misconception about millennials. I find that myself. Yeah. Once in a while, we actually really do some good work. <laughs> Every once in a while. <laughs> so what is it that, um, that drove you to work so heavily in the uh, LGBT community? Well, it actually kind of just came about by happenstance is when I first came to Atlanta, I started working with the HRC here in Atlanta, putting on the dinner. And then that led to more connections to the gay community. And it just kind of snowballed into an effect where I was like, oh, I'm actually really good at this. And it's actually helping people in my own community that, you know, don't normally get represented in marketing and in the media. So it just kind of was a natural fit for me to want to work within my own community there and make it better. Well, Paul, how did you get started in marketing? So funny enough is I actually started at Hyatt and I was originally in the front desk world, you know, taking reservations and all that fun day-to-day stuff. And someone took a chance on me and said, hey, you know what? You could really fit well into this sales and marketing role we have. And I was like, all right, why not? I'll give it a shot. So I did. And I actually really fell in love with the idea, not so much the sales, but the marketing side of it, of really trying to attract customers and showing people a brand and giving an idea across about a brand whether it's via one-on-one, whether it's putting on events, whether it's through swag, which you can get through creative approach. Um, so, <laughs> um, so I really kind of fell in love with that, that idea of marketing, of really telling a story of a brand uh, with, th- without actually having to sit down and actually tell the story word by word. For our AGLCC awards dinner, I don't know if you uh, noticed, but I was able to to spy on you a little bit when you <laughs> when you won the award. And and one of the observations that I made is that I could tell that that just really major evening. Um, you know, it was just heartwarming to me mm-hmm. uh, to see how excited you were to win that award. But let me hear from you from you in your mm-hmm. own words. Uh, how do you feel about uh, uh, receiving the Rising Star Award? Uh, a little numb, honestly, when it first happened. Now, because I've seen those, I. You know, when you're up for an award, you obviously want to win, you know, shamelessly, you want to be the winner. But at the same time is when it actually hear your name, like, wait, wait what me? Oh, oh, I have to get up and say something. But what it means to me is it means, again, what Emma was saying is the changing view of the millennial group, that it's showing that, hey, we're not just here just to be admins or to just do day-to-day work and that we're just busy bodies waiting until our next vacation the millennial group really is making a difference in this community and making a difference in what it means to be a leader in our community, both in the LGBT community and beyond. So that really, to me, showcases a desire from people that are that are before me, that paved this path before me, that are willing to recognize that, hey, this is a group coming up that we can mentor, that we can teach to make the next generation even better. You, you, so marketing is a big, you know, a <clears throat> big, big deal with you. Um, how do you stay ahead or how do you stay current with the marketing trends? Because every time I turn around, I feel like things are changing. And I don't know Mm -hmm. if that's because, you know, as you get older, you feel like things are just happening so fast. 
So how do you how do you stay up to date with the different trends? I honestly take a lot of classes first and foremost on something called Skillshare online, which is a great thing. Shameless plug. It's cheap. It's a monthly thing where I can go on as a creative person and kind of hone my skills, whether it's in graphic design, digital, email strategy. I really keep up on these classes that are from people who are leaders in their industry abound. So like MailChimp, for example, does a really, really great series on there on how to make your email campaigns better and keep it up to date with the new trends that people are doing in email marketing. So I take those classes to kind of keep myself up to date there and lots of reading. It's just constantly consuming new media, new marketing, seeing what brands are doing and also dissecting what they're doing and what's working and seeing also, you know, Coke may do one thing and then Pepsi does another. Why are they doing which one? Figuring out which is more successful and how can you replicate that as a small business? Because obviously when you're dealing as a small business, I don't have millions upon millions of dollars to throw into marketing. Right. If I did, anyone you know, would know I'd be doing a lot more like just like they do. But you have to try and replicate that on a small scale with the staff and with the monetary resources that you do have. So it's just a lot of just constantly consuming new media. How do you feel uh, young professionals or, or millennials are, are shaping your industry for tomorrow? So we are really kind of changing the way in which people... Again, I keep saying consuming media, but that really is where marketing is nowadays. 20 years ago, it was about putting an ad in the newspaper and putting an ad in the yellow pages. And maybe if you could afford it, the occasional TV or radio spot. Nowadays, any brand can have a very strong voice using Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, um, Snapchat. All of these different things really allow a brand to tell their story. And that's because the millennials, they want something faster and sooner. So... A TV spot may take, you know, $70,000 and then you have to wait six months to get it on the air and all this planning that goes into it. Nowadays, you can grab a camera, film something in your office, put it on social media within a day. And if you do it right, you're getting the attention and the same kind of feedback that you would get from that same TV spot if you do it right. So they've really made it so that anyone can succeed in business because we've kind of changed away from the traditional way of marketing that it was 20 years ago and pushing more towards an immediate and more honestly, more connected idea of marketing. Well, we're really proud of, uh, of what's been happening without and, mm-hmm. and the growth and the attention that, that it's receiving. What made you decide uh, to uh, help found this organization? So one of my biggest things, this is not meant to sound as a slight to the uh, main body of the AGLCC, but I did feel that there was always a need for the young community to be engaged. And one of the big issues is when you have a group of professionals that are established, they're already business owners or VPs or directors of their company, their attention isn't going to be on the 20-something-year-old that just graduated or the up-and-coming 30-year-old that's trying to get into that industry or trying to you know, break through that next step to grow their career. And that's, that's not a fault of anyone's. It's just a matter of different priorities. So we wanted to create a space where we could make those ideas a priority and connect those people with people that can help grow their careers because there are people out there that want to do that, that want to mentor. And some people like, sometimes you just get busy. So we wanted to make a priority where that could be a program that kind of exists in and of itself within the AGLCC to really kind of let those voices be heard. And we've had some great success stories with people finding work and finding you know, a new skill set or even a new passion. So what have, what have, um, <clears throat> excuse me, what have, what have some of the feedback been about your type of organization and its foothold in Atlanta right now? Is there another organization like out in Atlanta? Right now, there is nothing like out in Atlanta in the sense of connecting the LGBT community. There is a similar under 40 group that's out there, but they're more along the lines of just networking, having cocktails and meeting people. 
where we do really focus on a mix of education, networking, as well as just a social aspect. Because at the end of the day is, I may not be able to hire someone flat out when I first meet them because I might not have that power in my company. But in five, 10 years when I do, I'm going to, oh, I know, I know someone. I know who I can call. I know who I can talk to. You've already had those relationships. Even though you could have acted on it then, you have that social interaction where you can actually build upon those relationships over the course of the next decade. Nice. When you found it out, one thing is, what is the age group? Because I know we, 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 keep saying ish, young profe- we keep saying young <laughs> professionals and I say out-ish. And why don't, why don't we talk about what's considered young professional? So for us is we really look at the 35 and under group because uh, based on the research that we did and looking at other groups, that to us really told us that under 35 market was really underserved because that is right about the breaking point where someone makes a change in their career or can really break into a new field. And, or break into a new part of their career where they could say, oh, well, now you're the head of a department or, hey, you're now a VP. Those, that's kind of that breaking point in the community when you're looking at entrepreneurs and young professionals. And Kale, you you hosted an event for out this year? He hosted one last year? Yeah, it was last year. Oh, it was year. last year? Okay. Yeah. And what was the topic of that one? So that was actually helping build your brand, which we're actually redoing again in a few months. Okay. So because we felt we got such good feedback we're wanting to bring in some new panelists as well. But the idea was how to better brand yourself personally. Well, let's talk a little bit about uh, your role at Gaberhood. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, How has Gaberhood changed over the years with uh, your work in marketing? So over the course of the past few years, when I first came on, honestly, there was no marketing department when I first came into Gaberhood. Like, we have an app. I'm like, great. What do we do for marketing? Well, we sponsor these few events. I'm going, we need more. Um, So I kind of pushed the owners to be like, hey, we need more, we need more, we need more. And kind of just piece by piece grabbed onto more parts of the company. Like, I'm going to do social media. And now I'm going to do marketing. And now I'm going to do advertising agreements. And now I'm going to start doing design. So over the course of the past five years, I've been with them. Everything from our logo to our branding strategy to the way in which we do events has changed drastically. Um, And one of the big things that we're getting very excited for, we're launching a new version of Gaberhood in the next uh, month or so. Um, And we're actually going to be investing in more continual ongoing development. So that means the app will constantly be always updating versus right now we update every six months to a year. Now you're going to see an update probably once a month, every other month, where we're always going to be adding new features or changing things around based on the user feedback that we get. Well, what kind of advice do you have for anybody who may be considering getting into the world of marketing? Be authentic. That is the number one thing I can say when it comes to marketing is so many people, like I was saying is, yes, you may look at Coke and Pepsi and all these big brands where you want to try and emulate what they do. That's great. But that's their brand. That's not your brand. So if you're going to get into marketing, the first thing to do is always be true to yourself and be true to your brand. Because if you don't do that, then you're just going to become a wash in the rest of the stories out there of everyone else trying to copy someone else. Always be yourself. So, Paul, you um, you obviously are a student of your, you know, you have a passion for marketing. Mm-hmm. You, you, you put a lot into it and you're I see you out and about and you're always doing a lot of things. <laughs> but when when you're not working, what do you do for fun? What do you do to unplug or unwind or let me check my calendar? How do you, spe- my <laughs> how do you spend time? your time, <laughs> your free time? Um, so I'm actually a huge comic book nerd. So I'm always reading comics. Um I probably reread the Harry Potter series at least once a year. Are um, you Marvel or DC? So I'm partial to DC in the comics and with the animated animated movies. But when it comes to live action, Marvel has absolutely kicked butt when it comes to that. So cannot wait for Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. Um, I also work out on a regular basis. Had, had my first personal trainer this year to try and do that and try and healthy mind, healthy body, that whole 
philosophy. So, but yeah, I'm usually on the couch playing video games or reading comics. <laughs> What's your favorite video game? So Tomb Raider, honestly, is what I grew up on. So I'm Rise of the Tomb Raider is great. <laughs> Why for Laura Croft? I don't <laughs> know. It has nothing. I wish there was a male version of it. I would be much more entertained, but it's a great, great game. All right. Well, thank you, Paul. Thank you for joining us. We of had course. a great time with you. Kale, I have one quick question for yes, you. Marvel yes. or DC? Neither. <gasps> Whoa. <laughs> Sorry about that, y'all. I'm more of, a, more of a history channel, Real Housewives kind of guy. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> I, love, I, love, I love my mindless, mindless shows. <laughs> so, Mr. Jack Kinley, welcome. Good morning. How are you? Good. How are you? Long time no see. Right. I carved my first pumpkin ever uh, in life with Jack this weekend. It was, in, it was, was disgusting. Was it an see pumpkin? No, she did a beautiful job. No, I did a... It, it was a face. It was a clown. It was, like a jack it, was a, it was a scary clown. Oh. I was trying to do creepy clown since you can't buy them in the stores anymore. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, Jack, since you took over um, as president of the AGLCC, the AGLCC has been recognized. Um, there's a lot of great stuff happening with it. And, you know, recently at the uh, National Gay and Lesbian Chamber of Commerce um, conference, National Conference in Palm Springs, the AGLCC was recognized with two awards. Yes. Um, you want to tell us a little bit about what those awards were and how you felt? Yes. Um, well, we applied for three and we won two. Um, and the third one that we didn't win, we won two years ago. So we're, we're doing pretty well. We won the Signature Award, the coveted Chamber of the Year Award. Pretty huge honor. It was a lot of fun. Um, you know, I had our team support in applying for the award, but I was the only one notified of the win. So I kept it really close to the vest and secret from all of our members who were there in attendance. Um, eventually, I had to sort of blow my own cover and, and enlist the support of our corporate partner, relationship manager, Sheila Merritt, um, to help me write the speech and make sure I got it right. Because I got to give a two-minute speech to a thousand people, which was a little unnerving for me despite my my love of talking um <laughs> talking to a thousand people is a, is a different scenario and making sure you say the right thing is a whole nother ball game so it was just a, it was a huge honor and it was nice that we got to share it with so many of the people who contributed to making that possible um people may not know but q a events is um owned by one of our past presidents suzanne ball and she, her company, Q&A Events, produces the national conference. Um, it's, it's a top class event. I mean, once you go to a Q&A event and you go to another one, you realize the difference and you mm -hmm. know that there is certainly an art and a craft and expertise to this industry. Mm -hmm. And those women have it on lockdown. So it was awesome that they were in the room. Um, Andrea Town, an, an, another past president, was there helping do some of the work with Q&A. Um, and Sheila Merritt, also a past president, was there. So it was really cool to share the honor with the people who built this chamber and got it to this position. Um, and it was nice to, to, to receive that honor because our chamber has really grown from a grassroots, scrappy, resourceful organization that does a lot with a little to something that's a lot more mainstream now. We've got corporate partners coming out of the woodworks seeking us out. Um, that's one of the reasons we had to hire Sheila um, as our corporate partner relationship manager. I simply couldn't make it to all the meetings that I had to get to to get the deal signed and to get people um, onboarded properly and, and help them take advantage of all the benefits that we offered our corporate partners. So all of this was the evolution, uh, you know, of a pretty big 
big honor. Quickly, the other award that we received was the um, NGLCC and Wells Fargo grant for our LGBT Business Summit in 2017. So that's a $5,000 grant to help us get that program up and running. It will build on our legacy of the Business Expo, which traditionally has been more of just a marketplace with booths set up. So you could put a face with the business name, learn more about the business, um, learn about the opportunities for employment with businesses. But we're going to go a little bit bigger because that's what we do. (laughs) We're going to go into some programming some business development. We're looking to partner with a lot of our corporate partners to get them in front of the room and talk about how they buy from small businesses and and, and do some financial education as well around how you grow your business and prepare to to take it to the next level. Well, hey, I want to share some secrets. Um, I understand that the AGLCC has an interesting connection with the CIA. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. And actually, the CIA comes to us through OUT. They, they're really keenly interested in our young professionals. So OUT will be hosting an event with the CIA here in town at Industrious mm-hmm. at Pont City Market. Industrious is a co-working space over there. It's a really beautiful space. That's on October 26th from 6.30 to 8.30. But um, the CIA is making a big push in terms of recruiting talent. You know, just like any business, um, the people that work there should reflect the people they serve and the CIA serves the world. So, <laughs> you know, LGBT people are a part of that world and, and they're looking to make sure that the demographics reflect that. Well, I know you mentioned um, earlier, a little bit earlier about programming. And can you talk to me a little bit about some of the programming that we that you added this year, um, particularly um, the procurement spotlight and what has the feedback been uh, from our corporate partners? I can Thank you. Um, <laughs> I'm going to come back to the CIA. I've got a few more things to say oh. about them. Um, <laughs> so the procurement spotlight is is fantastic. So the the goal of the AGLCC, you know, it boils down to creating economic opportunity for the LGBT community. We serve a broad group of um, members in terms of small business owners, young professionals, uh, employees within corporations, and then the the corporate leaders themselves, and even the companies themselves, the larger corporations. So the procurement spotlight begins to to serve both those groups, um, primarily small business owner and big business. So it's created with the intention of just demystifying, you know, what in the world do I need to do to get a contract with Coca-Cola company? What in the world do I need to do to get a contract with Cox Enterprises or Georgia Power? What do they buy? You know, how big does my company have to be? Um, what's the process? Um, we just really demystify all those things, put it all out there on the table and have very frank conversations. We bring buyers um, into the room from these um, major corporations to meet our business members face to face. That's an opportunity you you can't just stumble upon. That has to be created. And, and that's that's why we've stepped into this space. To bring you back on track. Thank tell, you. Can you, can you <laughs> we have can people you, listening. But we have people listening. So can you tell us how the, the connection with the CIA is is special for the AGLCC? Yes. So not how you want to mean to phrase that? No, it's fine. Um, the CIA, <laughs> you know, I mentioned earlier the CIA, just like any big company, is looking to mirror their um, employee base with their customer base or or the world or the people that they serve. What we're beginning to see at the, at the national level is more and more federal agencies e- evolving in this way. It's pretty interesting when you look at it. The NGLCC is creating memorandums of understanding 
that include an LGBT inclusive procurement process, as well as LGBT inclusive programs and policies for some of these federal agencies. So they're beginning to help shape inclusive um, language and, and practices. So the Department of Commerce, Department of Labor, Transportation, and then um, the Department of Housing and Urban Development all have memorandums of understanding with the NGLCC. So the CIA is on board, you know, at the same level, and we're seeing this move. We don't have a sweeping federal, uh, you know, law passed to include LGBT people on the procurement side and to look at us as disadvantaged businesses. But agency by agency, that tide's starting to turn. I mean, even Eric Fanning is the openly gay secretary of the army. Like this, this brave new world we live in, it just boggles my mind sometimes to even think that, you know, two years ago, I wasn't legally married, you know, at my home state and how fast that just moved mm. right past me. Yeah, things are changing pretty, pretty rapidly, yeah. very rapidly. Now, are, are there any key events? Well, first, are you done with the CIA? I, well, no, I mean, <laughs> no. Is there anything else Is you want to tell CIA us about the done CIA? With me? Is there... <laughs> That's the question. Are I'll they... actually say something cool about the CIA for the out event. They actually declassified one of their internal videos for us. So we had oh, to wow. go through a declassification process. So we'll be actually showcasing one of the CIA's internal LGBT videos showcasing some of their agents, including blurred out faces because some of them are like in the field doing spy things. So that'll be something cool to come see at the industrious event. Yeah, I, I'm yeah. really excited. We met one guy and we didn't really know his real last name, right? Chris Smith. How about we don't say what that was? <laughs> that guy. Yeah. Were you code name? Code name. So why don't you tell us a little bit about, Jack, some of the um, key events that should be on our radar for the chamber for the remainder of 2017? It, you know, it's funny. I was looking at it the other day and I thought, wow, it looks like things are really slowing down. But, it, you know, for us, slow is a relative term because um, here we go. We've got the out event on October 26th at Industrious. going to be awesome. I can't wait. I have to figure out what my spy costume will be. Um, <laughs> you might not recognize me, but I'll be there. <laughs> on October 28th, we've got uh, our fourth Friday at Nomos, hosted by First Data. Um, we always have a blast at Nomos. Drink tickets get used up and those margaritas just flow. Mm. So I'm really looking forward to that. It's a beautiful space. Um, stay for dinner, do a little shopping, buy some housewares and, and have a blast. On November 17th, um, we were talking about procurement spotlights. Um, Georgia Power will be hosting one. The theme is Power Your Business. Buyers will be in that room looking to meet business owners and and talk about what they need from us um, and how we can engage with them and, and land contracts and, and forge a relationship to, to do business together. And then, of course, the most fun event of the year, uh, December 7th, Out in the Kitchen, um, hosted by Member of the Year, Chef Carlton Brown, who's been on the radio with us. Yes. Um, that'll be at W Midtown Atlanta in the Altitude Room, which is uh, such a gorgeous space. Mm -hmm. So that event, LGBT and allied chefs prepare really unique custom bites, little appetizers for us. They feed us well, we drink well, we dress well, and we have a blast. It's, it's a great way to end the year. And honestly, some of the best relationships you will forge in the in the chamber happen at this event because everybody's guard is down. We're not trying to shove business cards in your face. We're just happy that we made it through another year of small business owners. <laughs> well, Jack, I, I got to tell you how proud I was uh, to be att attending our, our awards dinner. Um, I'm not sure if we can continue to call it the awards dinner. I mean, it was really a a, a gala. We yeah. had a we had a red carpet. We had a velvet rope. We had a a, a live band. Um, it was just and it, it was a packed house. Uh, I don't think we could have fit more people in there. And it just 
was a huge success. I, I never saw so many smiling faces in, in one place. So uh, we've got our work cut out for us for the next year. To, yeah. to, Kudos to you, Jack. I don't know how we could do yeah. any better. Mic drop. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but uh, let's let's talk a little bit about you now. So I understand uh, that uh, uh, you've met some great milestones with uh, Lab Monkey. Uh, let us know some of that exciting information. Yeah, so those who may not know, my company name is Lab Monkey Communications. Um, and we do a lot of employee communications. Anything that every employee in, in the cube, in the trucks, you know, on the docks, um, on the assembly line need to know about what makes your business unique. We serve companies with a thousand employees or more. Um, so it's easy for employees at, at those places to slip through the cracks and sort of lose sight of why I'm showing up here every day. So a lot of what we do essentially boils down to internal marketing. We're, we're sort of selling the employee experience to um, your workforce to you know, keep your top talent at your company so you don't have to go out and recruit new talent and um, spend the money required to do so, not just recruit them, but train them and, and bring them up to speed. So we've been in business nine years and things are going really well. So we met our sales goal in August. Um, so everything since then has just been delightful gravy. And <laughs> um, But it's been a lot of fun. It's not just about sales goal. It's about loving the work that we do. Um, it's been our biggest year ever uh, as a company. Um, we, we continue to grow every year. Um, and in 2017, we'll be hiring a sales director which means we will continue to grow. Um, and in support of that position, we'll hire um, our first full-time project manager to keep us going. You know, I, I often joke, we're an employee communications company, but um, that's what people think we sell. Well, we actually sell stellar project management. You know, they come to us for a website, a video, a brochure, but what we're actually selling is rockstar project management because that's the reason they come back. They'll come through the door thinking they want one thing, but they will get that project management on top of the other thing that they initially requested and they'll come back again and again. So that project manager role is going to be pretty pivotal to the way we grow. So Jack, didn't you win an award uh, with the Small Business Administration <laughs> earlier this year? I did. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's an interesting award. And, and I feel like, I don't know, I feel like, yes, I, if I'm, you know, I can maintain my integrity. Yes, that is an award I, I, I should have won. Um, it is... The role of it, the title of it was LGBT Small Business Advocate of the Year. Pretty sure that sums me up pretty well, um, especially in the past couple of years. I applied for it sort of with the goal, I want all of our business members at the AGLCC to know it exists mm -hmm. because I feel like that award should go to an AGLCC business member every single year. So when that press release came out, and when I went to that awards dinner, um, Emma was my lovely date. I appreciate you coming with me very much. You know. The goal there was just to say, hey, AGLCC members, look at this award that every one of you deserves to win. So um, when that nomination comes out this year, um, I think we'll be doing a blast in our newsletter and I will just. be happy to write as many <laughs> letters of recommendation as I possibly can for our members. Note to self. <laughs> we, we've got a chamber full of rock stars and a chamber full of advocates. And I think, you know, this one belongs to all of us. I'll come find you for the recommendation. All right. <laughs> <laughs> happy to do it. Well, Jack, uh, the first time I met you was at one of our business builder lunches. I don't know if you remember that many years ago, mm -hmm. uh, but how did you get involved with the AGLCC? I, yeah, I've been a member for eight years. It was sort of at that that moment where I was deciding, I've been in business for a year and was deciding, all right, how do I grow this business um, beyond 
my current connections um, and I didn't want to network. So I'm kind of over it now because I've been beat down and dragged <laughs> to every AGLCC event that I had to go to. But it took a long time for me to get over that. You know, that whole showing up somewhere where you don't know anybody to talk about your business felt really awkward and strange to me. At least being able to show up as Jack, the gay guy who has a partner, I wasn't worried. I didn't have that in the back of my mind at AGLCC events. I didn't worry that I was going to say to, you know, Redneck Joe, I have a partner and then lose business and, you know, just be in the wrong room and say the wrong thing. Um, The AGLCC was my people. It was easier to network there. And, um, you know, the AGLCC is a really social, enthusiastic group. There is no group like it. we're the one we're the strongest referral network out there um and that goes for lgbt and ally people that you know if you're at the table and you're in the room if you're you know trying to grow your business we support that we love that um you know the the chamber the members kept me here it's a lot of fun yeah fun absolutely it wasn't me yeah. It, wasn't, it wasn't just me. It was, it was you. You're included in members. Okay. <laughs> so what, one, of, one of the things I'd like you to, to talk a little bit about is, you know, you talked about, you know, hey, there's no other group. There's no other organization like the AGLCC. How did you first come about being on? I know the story, but how did you come about being on a committee with the chamber? What led you to that? Why did you think? Um, because being on the chamber, uh, excuse me, being in a, on a committee, being on a board is it take it's time consuming. Can you can just a little bit? <laughs> a little can you bit. can you tell us a little bit about what why that was important for you to take that next step, and then why did you say yes when I asked you? Um, <laughs> oh well, by the time we got there, it was a done deal. You know, um, I was broken. <laughs> so. I gave him a lot of Kool Aid. My initial, you know, when the relationship went deeper with the chamber, it was um, when Jeff Beeger was president and the chamber was kind of floundering. We had just lost a president um, who just stepped out of the role mid, you know, midterm. And Jeff stepped up and really reined it all in and pulled it back together um, with the help of his board and a lot of volunteers and members, I'm sure. Um, But at that time, Jeff realized that the infrastructure of the way we communicate with our members and partners was just broken. The website couldn't be updated anymore. Um, the the um, platform that it was built in was antiquated. Logins were lost. Um, and, and the email newsletter was really clunky and outdated. So just getting the word out was a, a huge barrier um, that was impeding the chamber's growth. The... The chamber sent out an RFP, wanted a new website. So, you know, that's what we do. We came to the table. Can you stop giggling? <laughs> um, we, uh, we won the bid and we redesigned the website. So, um, and, and part of that bid, ongoing website maintenance was included as a separate uh, price because you can't just build a website and think it's going to work. You have to build the website and maintain no. it. Yeah. You have to update it. It has to be alive. And that requires a whole lot of love and care and, and, and work. The chamber could afford the first phase, but I couldn't have my company name attached to building that website and then watch it tank. So the agreement was reached that, okay, I will build it. You will pay me. And when, when that contract, that portion of the contract is completed, I will come on board as a volunteer to maintain the website um, going forward. So awesome. we tricked him. 
<laughs> gotcha. If you could. It was a win-win. It honestly, was. It, you know, I really enjoyed building the site. I really enjoyed, you know, I, I learned so much about the chamber just from having to write all the copy for that website that, you know, it, it really, it was really enlightening. I think, you know, I came on board as the communications board chair. In that position, you learn everything about the chamber because you have to communicate everything about every little aspect of every mm-hmm. little touch point that we um, do. That role just taught me so much and prepared me. And, you know, I, I saw things that needed to be done and was just chomping at the bit to do them. So I was ready to be vice president and, <laughs> and happy to be your vice president, Emma. So I, my, my Biden. Yeah. <laughs> that was my Biden. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, our listeners don't have the luxury of, of seeing uh, the great relationship that uh, Emma and Jack have. Um, uh, they're, you know, a lot of fun and, and they really, you guys really inspire us. And, and, you know, I hope you guys maybe heard a little bit uh, about it, but uh, this, you know, pretty much is reflected in all the memberships with the AGLCC. We all, we all seem to, to be a little bit more like a family. Uh, and, tr- you know, although we're growing our businesses and we're a very professional group of folks, we do have a lot of fun. So thanks. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for being here, Jack. I mean, like, you know, if you're not having fun, you're going to burn out. And, mm-hmm. you know, we keep each other sane despite how hard we're working. And, and unfiltered text messages. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Any of the after 10 o'clock text messages. Those go on. <laughs> yes. Well, listen, I want to thank you all for, for, for being here. But, Kale, can you tell us, because um, we, we talked a lot about a creative approach, and I'm pretty sure a lot of people are interested in finding a, um, one of the things I wanted to say is you had mentioned Kinko's, and everybody remembers Kinko's experience. Yes. And if you watch Dave Chappelle in the early 2000s, you remember the um, them being synonymous with pop copy. And one of the things, do you want to, you know, one of the things that people can look forward to with coming to creative approach is that they will be, they'll get customer service when they walk in, correct? Right. When you walk in, uh, we, we have people that come and help you. Okay. You're not there just fishing, swimming in the water like with the fish. So if people want to find creative approach on the internet, how do they find you? www.mycreativeapproach.com. Are you on Twitter? We're on Twitter at creative underscore ATL. Now, what if they want to find you on Twitter? Uh, KL Robert Hall. Nice, nice. <laughs> and Paul, if people yes. want to, um, if people want to find you or find Gaberhood online, what, where, where do they go to find out what Gaberhood is all about? Mm-hmm. So Gaberhood, we are on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Our handle is GBH app. And that's across the board. So GBH app will find you anything neighborhood related on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Um, um, out, we are on Facebook as well as Meetup. So that would be Atlanta Out. Just search that on Facebook. Or you're also online at AtlantaOut.com. And I guess neighborhood's neighborhood.com. <laughs> Great. And Mr. Kinley? I am Lab Monkey Communications. We are at Lab Monkey on Twitter. And I am at Jack Kinley on Twitter, um, but only follow that if you want to see really unfiltered, crazy opinions. Um, that's where I go to, to dump the crazy sometimes. <laughs> and uh, if you want to not find crazy, go to at Atlanta Gay Chamber uh, on Twitter. <laughs> the AGLCC. The hashtag. You know, I learned about hashtags from Jack. He taught me two years ago. Yeah. Do we hashtag? Yeah, we we covered that. We're, we're rehashing that now. <laughs> yes. But, um, <laughs> hashtag winning. That's yes, what I learned. <laughs> Bruce, for folks who are in the market trying to find one of the last remaining homes available in inventory, <laughs> where do they go to get information uh, about Corporal Group? Uh, you could uh, 
holmes at corbel group uh is my email address but uh, uh feel free to go to my website uh www.corbelgroup.com and emma at uh, folk steel wealth management you all have an event coming up i know that you provide a lot of learning opportunities for folks at your offices to come in. Talk about what you have coming up here in the next few days. Um, we have resources to remember, which we're going to be doing in conjunction with Sunrise at Buckhead, which is a assisted living facility. So it'll be my, uh, myself, um, Michelle Thompson, who's with uh, Thompson Legacy Law. Uh, Bruce Logue will be there and also um, several other resources um, for people who are looking to figure out or trying to figure out how do I take care of my aging loved one? They get older. We need them to, as a matter of fact, you, you want to talk a little bit about how you help people with their, their older loved ones as they start to transition from, say, out of their house to an assisted living facility? Sure. What, one of the things that uh, uh, we always think as we get older is that we always have, have time. But what we find out is that, you know, things happen when it's, when it's too late, when it's last minute. Uh, and uh, as a lot of seniors, or as, as we like to be called, matures, uh, sometimes we don't <laughs> like to uh, ask for help. Um, and, and, and many times, you know, it, it's too late and you have to. So what I've found is that I have put the resources together. So when somebody wants to, you know, they realize that they have to move to a, a, another facility, their house is too big. They may need to downsize or move to an assisted living facility. They, a lot of times are overwhelmed because they have this huge full house. Uh, their, you know, their, their children have moved away. They, they may have lost a spouse. And, you know, it's just overwhelming to them. How do they pack all this stuff up? What do you do with all these extra belongings? Um, and luckily, I've been able to uh, put together a number of resources and referrals that are able to go in and help these people uh, when it comes time to, to downsize and make those transitions. So, yes, we're going to have resources for the um, elderly or the, would you say mature? Matures. The matures, yes. um, <laughs> as well as for the caregivers. A lot of times the caregivers are, they don't take care of themselves. They're worried about their loved ones. So we're going to have resources for them so they'll understand how to, from a legal standpoint, take care of themselves and their loved ones. And then from a financial standpoint, because a lot of times people don't realize the financial impact that taking care of a, a loved one you know, it takes a toll on you financially, emotionally, and everything else. And so we want to tell everybody what they need before they actually need it. Mm -hmm. So I think it's great that you all are providing these opportunities for folks to come and get some information like this. It's hard conversations to have. Uh, on Top Talks recently, we we're talking about end of life planning, dealing with the whole, um, you know, advanced directives and things like that. I think it's great that you all are putting out information about the financial aspects that these folks need to be thinking about because cer certainly they are significant and can be life-changing. So. so, yeah, that'll be on great. November 10th at Sunrise at Bucket, 6 to 8 p.m. And it's, it's uh, free. So be there. Be you there. have to RSVP, I guess, to come? Yes, you can RSVP um, on my website, uh, fswealthmanagement.com, and also on our Facebook page, which is uh, Folks and Steel, um, whatever on Facebook. <laughs> 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 Folks and Steel something, Facebook. <laughs> and, and it's a, if you've never it, had a chance to, uh, to see an assisted living facility, that's one of the, the best ones. Um, it's really amazing. Uh, you know, if any of you are, are a little bit frightened about... Uh, uh, that uh, prospect in your life, uh, go and, and check it out. Um, it's a great place. Great episode today. Congratulations on the national awards and for your local awards for the 2016 Community Awards for AGLCC. I'm very pleased to be an official 
media outlet for yes. AGLCC. One of our corporate, one of our media partners. I'm right. ally. Yes. <laughs> I'm not LGBTBE yet, though. No, you cannot be. <laughs> can't be. <laughs> you can't be. I can only say it. I'm so Saying close. Saying it is, is a big, so big hurdle. Close. I'll help somebody else get LGBTBE <laughs> there certified. You. That's, That's, right. That's what we need. That's allies. If you haven't done so already, in the upper left-hand corner of the show page, the Apple logo will take you over to the Midtown Business Radio Show podcast on iTunes there. Subscribe to us. That way, each week when the new episode comes out, it'll be downloaded straight to your device. You can check it out when it's convenient for you. We hope you turn around and share this information. Put it out on LinkedIn, Facebook, all the other social media platforms you might be a part of. You may just be putting some information in the hands of somebody that means something to you, that means something great for their business. So we'll say thanks in advance to everybody that puts this out for us. It's all about getting the word out. And everybody, man, this is a, a fun one. It was a great, great group of people. I enjoyed having you all here. Thank, Thank you for having us. Thank you. Thank you. Be here. Can't wait to see you in about a month. See you in a month. <laughs> All, right. All right. We'll catch you then.